Hey, it's Dennis, editor and GM of Control Group. Let's give it up for our ads. And let's throw in one of our own. And I know what you must be thinking. Dennis, I'm already listening to the episode. Aren't I doing enough? And truly you are. But if you wanted to go the extra step, why not follow us on Twitter? At CTRL Group Pod. There we post a lot of information, character portraits, and little promos to the episode so you can get a cute little sneak peek to get you excited before you listen. You can also go ahead and jump onto the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord server. There we have our own little special place where you can come and talk to us about episodes and episode ideas and systems. Do you have a system you want us to test? Go over to our Patreon. We have a special $5 dev tier where... Once you pledge to that, we'll go ahead to take a look at your system, give you a nice little preview, and then somewhere down the line, we're going to go ahead and give your system a try. And if you don't have a system to test, you can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. There, you can go ahead and get access to special tests that we put behind a paywall, because they're probably too stupid to go on the main feed. Also, it's tried and true, but smash that like and subscribe button below. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars or however many you think is appropriate. Anyway, if you have the spoons to do this, go ahead. We really appreciate the support. We want to thank you nevertheless just for listening to our podcast. Enjoy the episode. Review episode of Control Group. <laughs> we uh, are going to be talking about our uh, last campaign that we did. It came from Lake Mary, in which we used the uh, Monster of the Week system. And we're just going to be talking about our experience with that system and with the characters, with the campaign itself. Just having a nice old focused chat. <laughs> you know, what I realized that uh, I had a bike in my inventory the whole time. And uh, I never used, we never used our bikes once. Well, I mean, we did, we did for a little bit, but like, yeah, I feel like we always forget what's in the inventory. You look at it like halfway through and you're like, oh, I had, I, like I had a forensic kit. Yeah. And but, I was like, I should have used that more. Yeah. yeah, but Jack's sister just drove us everywhere and she had no reason to do that. That was part of the plot. She was our I friend. Was <laughs> so me and Nick played, because I was, I played Jack, Nick played Nate. And new classes from the Tome of Mysteries expansion to Monster of the Week. Uh, Hadley was the mundane. Yeah. Uh, at the when we started, Dennis really wanted me to uh, pick some chosen traits. And I'm like, I see through this bitch. You want you want Robocop to turn into the chosen one. I get it. But I didn't want that. I wanted to be the comedic relief. And you very much did that. <laughs> so I, I, I pushed the chosen away. <laughs> Moved her away towards Nick's character. So, Which I think works with the uh, with the searcher character. Like yeah. that was um, the searcher is interesting because they are sort of like in, integrated with like the occult side of things, but they um, don't necessarily have like magical abilities. I think it's very much like up to your choice as to like how far you want to go with that certain class. Um, but I think it it's, I think it naturally lended itself towards the the chosen stuff because they're obviously searching for stuff that's you know outside of their reality and our spectrum you know so and 
But I don't, um, I know that early on, um, because we were both, Marcus and I were both so, uh, magical, we were having problems, we were like, who's, like, the leader here with yeah. this? You know, like, do, do we, like, since you have magical abilities, should you be the one who's, like, like, charging ahead because you have all the power? Or should mm -hmm. there be, like, sort of, like, a brains and brawn sort of thing, and like comedic relief, as you said? Like, I think that we had, uh, we, I think we found a good place for it. Yeah. In the end, especially towards the end. Um, yeah. But, um, well, yeah, I think even even with our with our like character concepts at the beginning, they were somewhat similar, and we ended up sort of using that as part of the story to where we were kind of rivals and like foils, which I think is awesome. Uh, for me, the hex was a really cool playbook to play because I remember looking at all the monster of the week ones and thinking, first of all, I want to try out the magical ones, but. Also, I kind of wanted more, so I'm glad they added a couple more. And this one is so sick because they didn't... So, the Hex is basically the same as the Spooky, except I have, like, a temptation or a vice, right? So I have something that, if the situation comes up, my character wants to use magic for this. Or wants to be compelled by, like, dark forces for this or whatever. And if I don't think that I want them to do that, I have to, like, roll for it. Because it's, it's so tempting to them. And I, I really love that. I think that I was really, really cool. Uh, it was super fun to play. I found some good opportunities to do it. And it really shaped my character's growth, too. The, the, I think the, the Hexen and the Searcher are both tied into the spooky. And the, like, the Searcher, like, it doesn't necessarily have like the magical abilities, like I said. But it has um, a lot of just like good buffs for your team. So it's like a good team character. So that, that's nice. Like, I, I use Occam's broadsword, like, the entire fucking campaign. Yeah. <laughs> um, just because it's nice to, like, know what you're encountering. Um, but there's some other stuff on here that I kind of wanted to get to, like, um, um, like, like, and also they're, like, buffed by, like, a lots of stuff, you know, like, you choose some of their abilities, like, they have, like, lots of defense and shit. Yeah. So, um, Hadley, as a new player, how did you feel playing the mundane? Uh, it was so much more fun than <laughs> playing something ridiculously overpowered. Uh, even though you wouldn't let me have angel wings from another playbook. <laughs> you wanted everything. Yeah, Hadley wanted everything. He wanted a boyfriend. He wanted angel wings. I wanted immortality. I mean, honestly, <laughs> wouldn't it have been great if uh, all of a sudden I figured out that I was immortal? I mean, and then I slowly turned into a werewolf. You know what I mean? Like, oh. I think there's still time. Say it out. It's definitely season two. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I just think that, you know, if you're going to flash a whole advanced improvements page at me don't expect me to not want those advanced improvements every single one actually there's a couple ones that were boring like get one used luck point fucking whatever <laughs> luck is important it's true i don't think did you guys ever use a luck point the yeah, entire really? campaign which is interesting because um I, we played a campaign before yep. where i was uh where i was uh the crooked i yep. used luck all the time yeah, so I, well, I just didn't necessarily see a need for it in this yeah. one also, because I also think that we're trying to do more like a bare bones like story as yeah. opposed to like get really into the D and D side of things. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, first of all, I think Monster of the Week is, is great for that. Either way, if you want it to be a really mechanical game and use all of it that it has to offer, or if you want to just more do your own thing, it's like perfect for either one. But for luck specifically, if you're doing a short campaign like this, I think maybe limit how much luck goes on because. We we had enough we have enough luck points for us to be like every single time we rolled shitty we were like I'll just make it yeah a you guys you guys were just cool with like your bad rolls there was never a time you thought like oh I should fine. use luck yeah, yeah totally. you were like I'm we fine with this up yeah. in comments like let it let it be oh shit we could have changed the roll to a twelve this entire yeah. time well, that's <laughs> why we don't tell things <laughs> that's the thing though that's what makes it, that's like one of the secret like rules of 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 role playing games like your character is three dimensional if they like really shitty at some stuff 
<laughs> and really good at some stuff, like, mm -hmm. equally. And you do them equally, you know? Like, don't shy away from th doing things that you're clearly bad at. Yeah, I did, like, fuck it up because that's why I leveled up three times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's cool, though, that that you were given these, like, specific classes for Monster of the Week because I know that it's sort of jarring. It was, like, his first-time player, like, playing D&D, &D, you're like... To like have all these stats, and then like you, you kind of feel like you have too much power. Like, you know, if you start out as like a wizard, you're like, ah, magic missile, you know, like all the time, you know. So it's nice to that this is rooted more in a, a narrative as opposed to, you know, like physically, I don't know, like character yeah. stuff. <laughs> I don't know how abilities, they, yeah. yeah. I don't know how they do it because the Power by the Apocalypse games, like, every single one of them, they find this like perfect balance between. It's so, like, general, and I can really personalize, but it's mm -hmm. also really specific, and I'm given a lot of kind of information to run off of. Yeah. And I, I've been trying to perfect that for, like, so long. Yeah, I like, think it's just, like, the perfect bell curve of, like, a new player could come into, like, a single sheet of paper, understand how a character works, yeah. but also an experienced player can come in knowing all the moves and how to use them yeah. for their own broken ways at the same time. In min-max. Yeah, in yeah. min-max. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I think you could play any number of campaigns with these, you know. So, like, that's that's nice that, that like, the Monster of the Week is so accessible. It is. It's really, uh, it seems like you can really copy and paste it to anything, and you don't even have to be necessarily, um, like, it, it just, it really seems like to me you could copy and paste it to a lot of different things, even though, like, sci-fi, like a sci-fi platform, because um, what I really enjoy about it is that it's, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a kids on bikes thing. And it, because I was actually thinking about the campaign that I potentially wanted to do. And I was looking at my mundane sheet and I was like, this could, this could go like perfect. Like, even if you, <laughs> even if you like were like the monster thing, what's that one? The like, monstrous. Where you, monstrous. Yeah. You could just be like a, like an insane alien. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I think that'd be dope as hell. <laughs> but that's just my opinion. That's cool. That's a smart idea. Because we did, um, I don't remember, what did we do? We did Apocalypse World, mm -hmm. and I had it like a, be a cyberpunk thing instead, but mm -hmm. we used the same character sheets and everything. Yeah, you could probably like swap in Monster of the Week, literally just use this system for other stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's also just really easy to customize the system into. And I remember also when we started this, it's like kind of kind of falls to the DM a little bit. That, you know, they, they say like, you know, we're, this is what we're shooting for, you know, in terms of world. Um, like for us, we were using our old hometown, um, so that was like easy because we like knew what that aesthetic was like, yeah. sort of thing. Um, but it's like it's cool that you can just be like, I'm shooting for this kind of sci-fi or like this kind of like mm -hmm. fantasy world. Like, don't go too far. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like be like this kind of stuff. You know, like I like that you can narrow the world. <clears throat> yeah, being in the realm. So let's shift away from the system itself and move into the story. Um, it came from Lake Mary. Maybe just some. Thoughts on the campaign thus far? Favorite moments? I love when Hadley decided that his name was Robocop. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this is, uh, how far are we going to get with this? <laughs> and then I loved it. It was yeah. great. Immediately. I yeah, I want to say the same as, like, the keeper of the game. I was like, fuck, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Immediately. And then, like, after we started the first episode, I was like, fuck, I'm in love with this. This is, this is perfect. This is genius. Mm -hmm. Hadley is a savant. <laughs> I, I I can't get over the moment because I'll I'll be honest with you like in improv you know uh, when you're doing improv comedy and you get to be the one that has the button on the show yeah. and then lights down like I'm a slut for that like I like being the one that says the last line you know and so that first episode we did where I was like roll for uh, what did, what did I say I 
I did, um, I think I did, um... You're, uh, investigating a mystery. Oh, I investigated a mystery yeah. to see what was going on, and I discovered the threat that was already going to be happening <laughs> behind us. That, like, I, like, came in my pants. I <laughs> 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 kept that out. <laughs> I shit my pants. <laughs> you shitted. I shitted. Um, that was so much fun, and also, uh, I really enjoyed the Sandman. That made me shit my pants because I was so scared. Um, there was a lot of poop everywhere, and um, I like when you were like, "He is eating eyeballs." I was like, "Oh no, don't eat my eyeballs!" I was I was wondering though if you were gonna even potentially allow us to even get hurt by the Sandman. That's why I was wondering. I was like, "Are we in danger here, or is this keeper gonna gonna find a way to get us out of here unscathed?" Yeah. So I think. For a lot of the time, I knew probably one of you was going to biff it in this first campaign. Yeah. So I tried to keep it relatively safe early on. Mm -hmm. I was just going to let harm, like, if you guys were going to be dumb, I was just going to let your kids die. <laughs> um, but, like, story-wise, I wasn't going to throw too much at you. I knew I wanted a balance between you guys actually solving mysteries and you guys, like, fighting an enemy. So the, the Franken-Dog in the beginning was like your first fight, and I knew the Sandman was going to be more of a mystery thing, mm. like solving how to defeat him. Uh, that's why I didn't give you any answers in the tone of like the monster tone. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, unless you guys were going to do something stupid during the first two monsters, no. But I had a feeling, like in the third one, like I had a feeling, I, I really was pulling for you guys to discover the Kwame before anything happened. But I was like, if they don't do it, I'm going to pull the trigger on something. I think that was okay because we kind of got caught up in our own bullshit <laughs> yeah. in the last episode, you know? Remember, so, when we, remember when we went to the observatory for no reason? There's something there. <laughs> there was something in the When you so. said favorite moments, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I loved that. Because we all used our skills to like almost sneak into that place. And then Even though the, you had, I knew you had nothing there. But I was like, we're getting in there, and you're going to fucking think of something else. <laughs> we'll, we'll be going back to the observatory if we come back to this campaign. It's a good location, man. Yeah. We're going to space. <laughs> going to fucking space. Yeah, I think, uh, I think in general, like, I, I, liked, I liked what we did, and I thought it was fun. Um, it was a lot of like, good improv. <laughs> but, um, I think that maybe we could do some more world building if we like, return to this location, because mm -hmm. I feel like we know what Flagstaff is. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. We conveyed it enough. We had enough like smaller moments or like characters like that. But. For our audience at home, Flagstaff, Arizona is a real town. It's a real place. <laughs> it's ex it exists. I know it sounds like we made it up. It's I too know. good to be true. Our, most yeah. of our initial fans will be from Flagstaff, so I know <laughs> it might be hard to believe that it's a real city. No fucking way. <laughs> I think this little mini campaign we had, I would give a seven Hadleys out of 12. It, Ooh, it was... That low, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, see, because that makes it sound like 7 out of 12. 12, yeah. But that's not true, because with Hadley's, <laughs> as it gets higher, it's actually worse. No, what do you say? <laughs> so that's actually still pretty <laughs> Okay, fine. I'll add in a Dennis. Okay. You'll add one Dennis? Yeah. So it was sick as fuck? Is that what you were saying? <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was super fun. I think we got a lot done in, in a short amount of time. Too. So, so check those out. Check out Monster of the Week. Okay. Well, <laughs> the rest of us are gonna give our opinions. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I loved. Uh, it was very simple, very like imaginative. I was imagining everything that was happening, 
visually if that was a good story, good simple like monsters. <laughs> but there was like actual good mystery. So good. I like the, the the characters, the side characters we did have, like fucking Mr. Bones. <laughs> Mr. Bones. <laughs> Love that shit. Um. So yeah, I'd give it. Uh, I'd, I'd give it like like a half a dentist. Half a dentist. And then like you know. Um, like maybe like sixty five Marcuses, you know. Okay. Uh, oh. If I have that enough to spare, yeah, yeah. You know, I keep them lying around on my my dresser. I need to do laundry, but they don't fit. <laughs> You're like, oh shit! Let me tell you, you get rid of all those old Marcuses. <laughs> <laughs> give it. Uh, I'd give it three tired Nicks and a and a dentist, honestly. Maybe three Marcuses if we're lucky. <laughs> Only three? When three, yeah. three Marcuses, we always look. Dude, I can give you some Marcuses. <laughs> Dude, I'll take I, some I Marcuses. I have hundred. Um, I absolutely love the system. I adore it so much. I think there's so much potential here. Uh, and I really hope we come back to it for another campaign in the near future. I'm going to give this one the first ever rating of a full Hadley. Whoa! <laughs> no fucking way! Yeah, the so full Hadley. The, it's like the full Monty, but it's actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> so I think, check out Toma Mysteries especially. There's a couple of new magic moves that I don't think we uh, used all of those. So check them out. I love the telekinesis one. I, I turned a couple of them kind of into my actual roots for my character anyways. But yeah, those are awesome. There's like eight, I think, new magic moves that you can do with Tome of Mysteries. And there's a couple other uh, playbooks that we didn't play either, like Pararomantic, mm -hmm. which is awesome. So yeah, I, I would totally recommend those. One of these days we're going to use these. We're going to do all the crazy magic shit where it's going to be an anime. Yeah, seriously. Honestly, we'll get all of our friends. Everyone's gonna play magic users. That's that's so that's gonna be sick. That's what's exciting. It's like doing like sort of limited stuff and then doing the complete opposite. Do the yeah. converse. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Control Pod. Control Group Pod. Control Group Pod. <laughs> CTRL, just like the key. And we're gonna decide on what's gonna happen. For series two. Right now. By the time you listen, you'll probably have the option to watch it. Or listen. You paying attention to Hadley? Yeah, so I'm paying attention. I, I have an idea, but let's see if they'll let me do it. We won't. Yeah, <laughs> we probably won't. <laughs> hey there, everybody. This is Hadley from Control Group. If you like what you're hearing, please make sure you subscribe to our channel. You can also find us on social media. Follow us on Twitter, at ControlPod. Control as in the control key on your computer. You can also find us on Instagram at Control Group Pod. Thank you so much for listening. How was that shit, huh? Huh? Yeah, that was so fucking dope. It was the sexiest thing you've ever heard. You've never wanted to subscribe to a channel more than you ever wanted to now. This is great. A lot of people have been calling me that lately. Yeah. They always come to me and they're like, is your name Mark or Marcus? And I'm like, it's really Marcus, but everyone calls me Mark because that's what it says on my email, I guess? Oh yeah, Mark Strauss. Cool Who just spells it with a C? Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was this whole fucking hullabaloo in my screenwriting class. And everyone was looking to be like, wow, what is your name? What is it specifically? And I was like, Dude, why, are you, that hiding, big a why are you hiding your name? Can everyone can we talk about screenwriting now? Because you're not white, so they assume it's going to be like Marcasius. <laughs> <laughs> that, that must be what it is. Yeah. It's like, I have various ways, and they were like, oh, he's just saying those because his real name is hard to pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. The American dialect just isn't ready for those syllables. Even your old name is Marquise, but with three X's. Be gay. Roll dice. 
an LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.